for most of us, who, particularly if we are not familiar, or we don't do this, we don't sit, we don't practice samadhi regularly, number one, or number two, if your daily life is very hectic, or you're very tired, one of those things, your form is not well, when you have this kind of conditions, is you're going uphill to try and get your mind to calm down. So in order to be able to do samadhi, the mind has to have the conditions of coming already. Some prerequisites, conditions, necessary conditions, include number one, the form healthy and has energy. Because you're new to this. If you are very seasoned, you'll find that your form requires less and less of nighttime charging, sleeping, less and less of it. But when you're very new, and particularly if you don't do this regularly, you're like, we will call you a seasonal meditator. Correct season you meditate, wrong season you meditate. Whole year wrong season. Retreat only right season. But that kind of very hard. Okay? You do it every day, it's charging. It's if you sleep every day, night time time up, you will sleep. It's it's a certain rhythm. It helps. So number one, the form and its conditions. Number two, it's your mind and its condition. You must be kusala. The more kusala you are, the easier to fly. It's the money. Kusala means what? Means not a lot of anger. In fact, I have heard of one person, and I know it, I know this person, because he talks to me. This one person never done a day of meditation in his entire life. First session at the meditation session, he flew. He flew so high, he didn't know where he went. He flew because different fly by. Well, sorry, 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 but it doesn't matter. The point is, in, me, in real life, the guy has no temper. He is so mild-tempered, we can poke, 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 and nothing happens. Okay? Very nice gentleman. And, and it's just like that. If you know that in your regular life, you find that you get upset very easily, or it is your job, or it is your life, you have a lot of one thing, one thing, one thing, one thing, one thing. You know how spinning those energies are? It's very agitating. So the Buddha talks about five Nibaranas. You know the word Nibaranas, right? Yeah, hindrances. Hindrances. The first two are the ones that confront people all the time. Chasing after sensual things outside, my kids going out to play, and the other one is the agitation within. You have these two mental states, and they are handicaps to the mind being able to calm down. Samadhi actually means the mind coming down, going quiet, becoming more anchored, more steady. That's what samadhi is, which I will show you afterwards. So if you're not consumer enough in your regular life, you wait until you want to take exam. Then you hope that you will pass by a miracle. It won't happen, right? It's very hard. It can happen. Miracles can happen. But it's hard. 
and miracles will not hit you, it hit someone else. See what I'm saying? Okay? So these two. Most people, when they talk about samadhi, they are fixated about steps. You want to put my, my attention here, here, or here. The actual word the Buddha used was anapanasati. Anapanasati, mindfulness of breathing in and out. That's why I didn't bother to tell you where you are to park your attention. You are actually to be aware of where of breathing. You are to become aware of breathing. Now I ask you this. In your earlier little exercise, how many of you had no idea body was breathing? Did you all? Did you all observe that there is breathing going on? Yes. All of you? Yes. No problem? Yes. You can meditate. You know the mechanics already. That's the step. Becoming aware of breathing. Now, why did I take you by this long route? Remember I said, be aware of your contact points, the form, where your body touch the surfaces, or touch parts of it. And then I said, to scan the form. Now these two parts the Buddha didn't say in his teaching. The reason being that when the Buddha was teaching his monks, who were they? Monks. Were they experienced already? Probably. You guys, Okhema. Okhema. So, Sai Jia. Sai Jia. Like that, huh? Your new diploma. So, therefore, you don't have a lot of experience. Losing hair naturally doesn't count. But you must deliberately touch. You will need a bit of adjustment. So when you're doing for yourself at home, if you want to go home and give it a shot again, do become you use the more gross form to anchor awareness first, mindfulness or awareness or attention. Which whichever word that you use, it basically means use an object either the mind or the body, but because you new, use the body. A more gross aspect of the body, you bring your attention to that first. Use that as a start point. And the more, the, the grossest would be when you are having contact, when you're having earth, bodies, earth. You can't see air element yet, unless you have taken a lot of windy food. In which case, you're fully aware of air. But most times, you're not aware of air. But you're very aware of the body. That means, sorry, the earth element. So use the earth element to anchor awareness first. And if you sit comfortably with the earth element, after a while, it becomes obvious to you there is a rhythm going on. There is a rising, falling, rising, falling, rising, falling. That's breathing. That is why in different schools, they tell you, look at breathing on the doorbell, look at breathing on the chair, look at breathing. It doesn't matter. That teacher used that method. 
The Buddha used the method Anapana. Ana, breathing in, Anapana, breathing out. So Buddha used Anapana. The Buddha say, watch the dolmen. Call it, Pato. Buddha never said that. The Buddha said, look at the nose, the nose tape. in front of you. That's what he said. Harika, right here. And then people, the scholars, the Pali scholars, so give up. They will try to Harika the way around. Which exactly is Harika? Buddha, when he wants to be precise, is very precise. When he said roughly, roughly, he meant it roughly, roughly. So he said roughly, roughly. He didn't say the tip of the nose foot. Because if that's what is required, that will be where he's in. Okay? So what he wants is for you to become aware of this breathing rhythm. And breathing rhythm is your anchor. You build an awareness and a familiarity to a point that in daily life, even when you get upset, the moment you find your breathing rhythm, your mind comes up. This Anna Apana Sati Majima Nikaya 118 is very important. I tell you a secret, okay? I brought along the master Anapana Sati along with me. He said, You know, I take quietly breathing away, hoping that I won't say a thing. I read your mind, man. For those of you who need, more uh, explanation and the technical one, the technical ones. Bimok, uh, he will be happy to help. Ah, Bimok. <laughs> Actually, they all are. They are all familiar with the techniques. But Bimok uh, is an engineer by training, right? Engineer by training. So, like all engineers, they know the mechanical parts also. <laughs> Very good at that. So if you feel yourself an engineer, you need another engineer. Engineer talk to engineer, then the whole world is lost. <laughs> so know this mechanics going on. Use that to hold attention. Another question I want to ask you. Towards the end of the exercise, you recall I asked you to become aware of the breathing again. I, I kind of say those words, right? Do you know why? And then I say go scan the contact points and as well. Sorry? You want to compare the beginning and the end? Uh yes, but actually my more more my greater interest is to have you answer this question. Did you notice your mind? You did? Yes. I want you to become aware of looking. Were you aware of looking? Yes? The mind starts scanning. Were you aware of the mind scanning? Yes? Anybody say yes? Scanning the body, is it? Scanning. No, aware of your mind. The mind scanning. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. 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 That's 
the mind. That's, that's the mind. In the entire practice, the intent is to get you to become aware of a mind. That's the mind that you, that is awareness of being aware. This is, you can say this is cheap. This is not cheap. This is something your mind can do. But our regular mind pays attention to object. The object. It doesn't pay attention to watching the object. So, by that small slight exercise, as I said, we don't have a lot of time. I was hoping that you may have a chance of becoming aware of this little tool that the mind is capable of. It's a tool. It's not a payment. It's a tool. Becoming aware of a mind that's aware of things, you can then differentiate between, you, you develop distance, objectivity, you become aware of what is objectivity. Only when the mind can stay objective are you able to watch feelings without attachment, watch mental activities without attachment, see them come up, see them fade, without attachment. It's part of the training process, okay? We will talk more later. Any quick questions? See, what we're going to do now is then we will give the, the talk about the path, the Eightfold Path. We're going to deliver a talk on the Eightfold Path. And then we will have another round of sitting. Then we'll break for lunch. I'm oh, sorry, then I will answer your questions. It's the second round of sitting. Then I'll answer your individual, uh, your questions. Originally, my plan was to divide you guys up into smaller groups. We think Hock, Zatai, Tiangli, and myself to be different groups. Zatai, make a valiant effort to push the responsibility to me. <laughs> but he made a very good point. I mean, we don't have a lot of time together, and my son made it make a common message. I, I deliver a common message, common explanation to everyone. We will have a longer lunch, open lunch, whoever that you sit with. Make sure the four of us sit separately. Uh. <laughs> and then you can go to whoever to get your answers and questions. You don't have to sit there. Let me just explain a little bit about our different skill set. Let me ask you this, huh? Question time. Answer wrongly, sit on the floor. <laughs> sit on the ground floor. Okay, question first, question first. Let me ask you, huh? You are all familiar with the eightfold path, right? Yes. Eightfold path, huh? You all know how to rattle on the eightfold path, right? Because it's in sequence. Yeah. Anybody who tells you pick and choose which one you want, the fellow doesn't know what to say. It's in sequence, huh? In terms of the Now let me ask you this. Do you know the central theme of the eightfold path? The central theme. What is the purpose of the eightfold path? The path of the And of suffering. Enlightenment. Enlightenment, yes. 
All right? But not the outside one. <laughs> you couldn't <laughs> Sorry, correct. But I'll correct. You are right. You all know. See the mirror of the Dharma. Recently, when I was preparing for this, and it struck me. So, not that smart, so. But it did strike me. And, and, and then it became so obvious to me that that's the central theme Now, now it's not 
You don't know. Any time is conceptual. The reality in your heart, Dela. This way, where? and around. But we know of people who die young. We know of people who die as they sit down. You know what I'm saying? The reality is we live not knowing what comes next. The delusion is we plan all the way to 100 years old. The reality is we don't know what will come next. But the delusion, this is what it's meant by moha. The moha, the delusion is you live with preconceived assumptions. I won't die tomorrow one now, we got so sweet. We got so sweet. It's not about sweet. If, if the yogurt that you left on the table will smell within half an hour, is it yogurt sweet? <laughs> it's yogurt's nature. Right? It's yogurt's nature. Then you yogurt them sweet. Oh yeah, then sweet. I want to buy you eat yogurt gone. No, it's nature. But the sweetness of the matter comes from your wants, your preference, your desires. The nature is nature. You understand? So when you perceive, when you perceive that you will not die tomorrow, you're almost saying permanent is permanent. That is what is meant by impermanent. That's why the Buddha talks about the milestones of life. Growing old, becoming sick, dying as milestones of life. It's impermanent. It literally means the form is impermanent. But as you live through day to day, you do not see impermanence. Your subconscious mind assumes because you're going to live forever. Conceptual mind say impermanent. Subconscious mind assumes permanent. So reality as is is impermanent. Because molecular, 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 molecularly, you are changing mentally. You are changing, but you never notice change. You have to internalize, internalize dying and death. People assume that when the Buddha said, reflect on this, I am subject to dying and death, I am subject to growing old. People think that he was talking about just being real, you know, pragmatic. It's not. It's forcing a change in your subconscious mind. You're forcing your mind to confront reality as is. In the third one, in the third one, 
is this. In everything that we do, subconsciously, I'm the most important. Subconsciously. In everything I do, in everything we do, subconsciously, I'm the most important. It's, uh, it's you can say ego, but your subconscious mind doesn't register ego. Your subconscious mind say I. Number one, here. And Buddha's training says, reality as is. There's no you. There's only system, conditions, change. Process, you like. But again, process is concept. As a concept, your mind recognizes impermanence. As a concept, it recognizes condition. But you have to internalize it to a level your mind changes its perspective and now you can see this. Isn't this... So, conventional reality is your subconscious assumptions. Reality as is was the Buddha telling us, hello, wake up. That's the true nature. You understand this? Dhamma is not a series of words. The Dhamma is the Buddha's description of life and explanation why life sucks. You get it? And his point is, life sucks because of your attitude. Therefore, right view. Life sucks because of wrong view. Ah, correct. So the first thing you have to change is view. Wisdom is when you realize he's right and you have a built-in, it's built-in. You have a built-in wrong view. You come by this view as a result everyone else around you holding the same view. If from day one, the day you learn the word Mama, Papa, Papa says Anija. <laughs> Which Papa teaches Anija? <laughs> Which Papa teaches Anija? No. Papa will teach you go chase after happiness. It's okay, now not good enough. It can be better. That unfortunately is how we teach our children. Things can be better, things can be better, things can be better. So, your entire life was built on lies. Your entire life was built on the wrong view. And now you know why we also stress. <laughs> the first thing you have to change is to realize how, how deluded our assumptions are. And it's all unsaid. Until I lay it on the table for you to see, it's not unsaid. But now that I put it here, is it obvious? It's very obvious. You are right. It's not me. Thinking. The Buddha. He is right. How brilliant was he? One, two, yes. 
Jawa. You get it? This is important. If you hear these two voices going, you know, kippy kippy at you. It's me, it's me, it's me, it's me, it's me, it's me, it's you. I still want. Instinctively, 
I am assuming happiness is round the corner. This is change. Right now, chasing is to come. Right now, that's sapaja. The second thing, second segment, second segment of change is love. Now you look at your own mind, huh? back to this thing about looking at your mind. Again, I will switch this off. Yeah, switch off. Ah, the back. It doesn't go back the outside. Ah, okay. Look here, look here. I am a jealous person. Okay, look at it. Look at what? The second thing you have to change is to change the action. You see, you, your mind internalizes, it houses input. You see, you hear, you taste, you touch. Those are the external input inwards. You think. Those are the internal input. You think, you think. Now, you have a reaction. I see someone I don't like, the reaction. I don't like. That's a reaction. You don't even realize that in the I don't like, in that reaction, there is a base, already a base, a, a cognitive base. Embedded there is. I don't like because this person makes me feel like this, like this, like this. This person I I see as like this, like this, like this. So what is it that you are letting go? Views. You're not letting go of anger. You're letting go of views. You're letting go of views and you tell yourself your views are my name. So nekamma, see that nekamma, renunciation, is not about renouncing material goods only. It's renouncing, letting go, letting go of your habits, your mental construction, your assumptions, your very jalap views. Because all those views are based on wrong views. If, now let me, let me go back to this thing, I don't like this person, no, let's just go back there. If your baseline is condition and change, and dukkha comes and goes, it is not always about me, my feelings are just like that. If that is your baseline, you see somebody, it triggers a reaction, you will go, it's okay. Straight away. Straight away, it's okay. So you see that baseline is very important. If your baseline is, she's going to sit here and sit here forever. I don't like this person. It feels forever. My pleasure is very important. You're disturbing the pleasure. If that's your baseline, if that's your baseline, then you're very anxious to make sure that your surrounding is sweet, sweet, the way you want it. Whereas if your baseline, your accepting point, 
Things will change, right? It will happen like this. It's okay. Not that important. I'm conditioned, you're conditioned, she's conditioned. If that's your baseline, then you see the reaction will be very different. But baseline means everything, you know, the cognitive, the right view, right understanding, right thought. It's from that that you spring into reacting, you see. So that's why you must know and you must change. And then, in everything that the thought arises, you train yourself to say it's okay. Views, it's okay. Karma tangha, karma asavas. Any spring pertaining to sense-based contact. Contact, sense-based, taste, sight, sound. All those, all those contacts, external, karma is external ones. Everyone you accept as this. You just accept. No need, no need to push. If you accept as is, if you accept, that is nikamma. If you don't accept, and you keep, you keep wanting to either push it towards going for something you want, or pushing away something you don't want, that is no nikamma. Nikamma means accept. Accept as is. And you have to train. You're not a bad person when you don't have nikamma. You're just an unhappy person when you don't have nikamma. You are not a bad person when you don't practice nikamma. You are just miserable. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I'm not bad. Everybody also got one thing, one thing, one thing. But if your one thing is too much, then what do you?
Therefore, if you can hold the ill will mind, you don't slide towards cruelty. If you cannot hold the ill will mind, you will slide towards cruelty. What does it mean by cruelty? You have ill will, what are the thoughts, the words come out? It's what you hear. It's cruel. Ill will is a thought that hurt you and it stays in your mind. Ill will, Ill will doesn't hurt others, it hurts only you. Cruelty does not hurt just you, it will hurt others. So if you didn't hold the line on ill will, it will slide towards cruelty. You get angry already, you don't have to say it. The moment it slips out of your mouth, you are being cruel. You see that? Because you are lashing out. The most subtle is letting go and accepting. And if you cannot do that, the evil will come out. And if you cannot do that, you will lash out. So this is three lines of trying to hold you to be kusala. And then that is why, that is why, now a little bit cruel, right? Comes into behavioral and verbal. All those behavioral verbal one has to do with no letting go, having ill will, and being cruel. These expressions, expressions of your cruelty, with the exception of gossiping. But how many people gossip on nice things? gossip about nice food. Isn't it so much more fun gossiping about nasty people? <laughs> pleasure. You do all those things out of pleasure. People say, oh, gossiping very hard. Buddha says, I didn't ask you to stop talking, I asked you to talk me the mark. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you are practicing well, the mark talking, sharing is the most fun. And you find that gossiping is very tedious. It's so tedious, you start to walk away from gossiping. It's very draining. You see that? So, some of you will say, Ah! Ah! Yun Lai Because ever since I've gone to retreat, 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 you feel like chit-chatting there. Si Ziyang, Si On track, you're on track. Do you understand this? All these verbal behavioral things are expressions of cruelty. All of them. It means your ill will has gone crazy already. You're not nice. You are not nice. Now you are not nice because you're deliberately talking people. Having the ill will in itself is not that you're not nice. You're just not well practiced. And then after that it goes into making a living out of causing pain to another. That's wrong like people. So, by the way, a wrong livelihood is not just the five traits. Originally, when the Buddha taught wrong livelihood, all he said was that is not right livelihood. Not wrong livelihood. So, right livelihood is not wrong livelihood. Very elaborate. 
And how did these five traits came about? It's in another sutta where the Buddha was, he was explained to a lay person, wrong livelihood is engaging in the five traits. The person is probably a trader. So we are very happy find locals. <laughs> we find our nice little local, I don't do trade. I'm not trading now. A doctor. But as a doctor, if you are a doctor, which is a good thing, right? But in your mind, your comfort comes first, your patient are ah. That's not nice really, that's wrong livelihood. Okay? Right livelihood means in how you earn a living, you hurt no one in the process. You will not caught up with greed and anger. You have none of those things. You are earning a living without damaging your mind. That's right livelihood. So in anything that you earn a living, you can see your mind oh, very greedy, very greedy, very greedy. Whatever it is, other people write like you for you wrong. The mind is too disturbed. In any case, uh, let me just point out to you this. It, it, to me, it's very obvious, but you may not realize this. If Upava was originally taught who? To who? Monks. But likelihood not. But likelihood, you think about it. It's the main person who has to work on So for the monks, basically it means when they gather food, don't. don't Sheep, don't be greedy. Don't be pushing the limits. Know your place. Do it with restraint. So that, that's why don't be this. Okay? How is the Buddha supposed to sit down and pull up this list and you all watch how you all listen? All these jobs, all these jobs you all cannot do. Cannot be it. You see what I'm saying? The next thing.
dyslexic. It means be less meow. <laughs> Learn to be meow yourself. Well, actually, this is what it means. What it means is you go and be de meow yourself. Our new bingo. Uh, so you all can say, next time when I start using this in Singapore, you say, ah, we came from here. <laughs> so actually, Buddha talked by opposites. He talked, no, he taught proactive. That's why right view, right thought, right. But you thought that way if he was teaching people who are very wise. To the lay people who are not necessarily of the same degree of wisdom, you need to show them what's wrong and therefore what is right. Whereas to the ones who are very wise, when he says do it like this, Buddha is always do it like that, do it like that, do it like that. Okay? Because they don't have so much of doing wrongly. But the world is the world one. We're different. I thought like that, you understand. But you know a faux pas forever, isn't it? You know the a faux pas, right? Today I'm also talking about a faux pas. Then how is it? It makes more sense to you. Because I'm talking your language. I'm showing you what you are capable of as if I need to tell you. <laughs> but it has it resonates with you because you see yourself there, ma. Not all the time. I mean you're not meow all the time. You are what I call part time meow. Temporary. Now Samani. What do you think we are changing here? We are also changing habits of the mind. So the first one is changing your views. The second one is changing your behavior and your reaction. This one is changing your mind. Okay? I'm sorry. What I'm going to do is I'm going to flash and then close it. Otherwise, you are you're not listening to me. Okay? I'll just show you. Catch a glimpse. Take a camera ready, catch a glimpse, and then we'll switch it off. Hey, she's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I am so hopeless at PowerPoint. Someone else does the PowerPoint. And then, of course, uh, she will it away, and I'll, I'll, I won't know what's coming up because I didn't have time to go through. Your regular habit. Is this regular habit describing your mind? How your mind easily get distracted, number one, huh? easily distracted, and it will drift after things you like. It's either that or you are very miserable and angry and sad person, and then it will drift after things it doesn't like. If you are a happy, easygoing, cheerful person, you will your mind will drift towards pleasure. And if you are an angry, agitated, sad person, it will drift after the object of pain. You want to think, it goes back to think about pain. Then when you sit, you know for yourself happy or unhappy. 
Then you say, how about if it doesn't dream, it's kind of sleep. Oh, okay. You're a tired person. Easily bored. You sleep. Oh, okay.
touch with awareness. There is no flipping. It's just there. Understand? Or not? Yes. Not. But not to worry. Not means you won't have someone to effect that. You're not changing enough there. It's not finished. You all watch shows, right? I, I use this example because watching shows they usually can identify. You all watch shows, right? Sometimes when you watch the shows, you are the hero. Or the hero, the, the heroine. Depending on your gender. Yeah? Sometimes you are aware of activities going on and the awareness stands detached from the storyline. Yeah? When the awareness stands detached from the storyline, it's objective, it's clearly aware, it's clearly comprehending. Otherwise, you are lost and trapped in the subject of your thoughts or activities. Otherwise, you are just stuck. When I say mental energy too much or too little, it means this. If it's too little mental energy, you will feel very drained, very tired, you want to sleep. Want... It's like your body has taken over and your entire sensation is about this heaviness. If you have too much mental energies, you are spinning, you are agitated, you are worried, Frighten your stomach starts to run, that sort of thing. It's, it's not a sloth and proper. Yes, it is an udacha kukuchya. It's mental energies. If you are practicing, if you do your meditation correctly, those are the mental states that will appear. Steady, calm, pleasant, aware, doesn't drift all over the place. What do you think, Jia? It's easier. When you have samadhi, the mind is confident. So if in your meditation, in your sitting, I shall call it sitting, huh? in your sitting, if you find that your mind worries, fretting, am I doing it right? Is this, is this what I'm supposed to do? Da, 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 da. That is the mental state of Richie Kitchen. Am I doing it right? Is there something else I'm supposed to do? How do I know that it is right? Nobody's telling me correctly. How is that they can understand me? Blah 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 blah. All those are rich kitchen. That's why you have rich kitchen. Okay? And finally, regular life, regular mind. You look at your own mind. For sure, there is some sensation of discomfort, unpleasantness, for sure. Even right now, even right now, most of you will vary between discomfort, agitation, come see me, come see me, come see me, this agitation, hmm, this is all, all different versions of 
some degree of dukkha, whereas the other one, samadhi effect, is when you actually feel peaceful. Don't change, you're one, you're fine, you're quiet, peaceful. Okay? things that I have said, you have to bring it together in daily life. Make sure you train your mind to always remember how it prefers something else. Tell your mind, let me, it's okay. We just stay with whatever is here. This needs training. Why? Pleasure comes and goes. We are always looking for better. Learn to accept what is there. It's a matter. You teach yourself new words, new vocab. Think of it like a two-year-old throwing a tantrum. Huh? Two-year-old throwing a tantrum. What do you do? Oh, give you, give you, give you, give you, give you, give you. Give you. How long can you keep giving the poor that little kid? Give you, give you, give you. You want what? what? Oh, you want the Buddha robot? Okay, give you, give you. A Buddha robot very nice. Okay, okay, take. Cannot, ma? Some things, no. So, the, the better way is to tell the kid, okay, 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 sit, sit, sit. Here, come here. Ah. Come, ready? Doesn't need a Buddha robot. You see what I'm saying? So, treat. In the initial period, just remember this thing about the little boy you are trying to calm down. Not easy. But how do you calm it down? How do you calm the child down? With patience, with loving kindness, with compassion, with understanding, with empathy. It's part of yourself. Huh? Bring this to yourself. With empathy but with firmness, with discipline, with understanding, with wisdom. You're doing this so that he will grow up calmer, happier. You're doing this to yourself so that when you have done it well and done it right, your mind will be happier and peaceful. Person, I'm a bad person for being like this. 
you cruel, you are not worth the name you call yourself as a practitioner. That's part of the beating up. When anger arises, you say, I'm such a bad practitioner. Then you spend your time lamenting that you are a bad practitioner. That's mortification. So you think that it's about you stabbing yourself. It's not. You look at how often a practitioner flagellate themselves. If you didn't do it right, you start again. If you had given in to your anger and became cruel, you apologize. You apologize. I hear that my ego can't take it. You learn. You see, I see. So you learn forgiving and you learn accepting. The middle, literally. Now, this word, the middle path. There is the obvious extreme. Indulgence and beating yourself up, right? That's the obvious extreme. Eventually, as you practice on this path, you realize that in everything that you do, is accepting. When you accept, you are right there in the middle. When you don't accept and you can't accept, that's when you fear. In whatever degree that you accept, where you sit, that's middle. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. Let me just have one. I need you to internalize this because after this conversation and today, you're on your own. Always remember this. Four path, three paths. The correct perspective, that's with wisdom. With wisdom, you must change habits and behavior. And remember, as you change, this is not just about you, this is about helping others also. You can do it right, your mind will go into a natural natural and that's your practice how do you know how do you know you're on track is your wisdom growing are you a nicer person to yourself to others. I can't remember who was it said. If only you say you are nicer. <laughs> but if only you say you are not nicer. Because sometimes we are very hard, particularly if you're a very sincere practitioner, right? Your model is the Buddha. And then you will always judge yourself to be far from the 
the and so even though there is an arising of annoyance, uh, hasn't even come out anywhere. No one can see, no one can tell. You feel that you had let him down. So you beat yourself. Middle path is don't beat anything. Uh. Don't beat out, don't beat in. Sad. So I, I stress, uh, Vijja Charana. This Vijja Charana, then I take it offline afterwards, remind me to say something more. The next point I want to make, path leading to the cessation of Dukkha. Eightfold path. Ultimate objective is cessation of Dukkha. You know for yourself whether or not you are more at peace. You can say, I know well, I know the law. Left, right, center, I quote you in Bali. For good measure, I throw in Sanskrit. You can see that. But if you are uptight, you have no freedom of the mind. If you have to close the door and will yourself to sleep, you know you are not okay. I don't know what path you took, but it's not the Buddhist info path. It's a corrupted version and therefore you are suffering from it. Why? Because you messed up your own mind. The eightfold path changes mind, you see. So you will mess up your own mind if you corrupt it. The eightfold path is very gentle. It's very, very gentle. It's very beautiful. In every step, as you cultivate the path mental states, they are mental states. They are not spokes out there. They are all mental states. Panya is a mental state. Sila is a mental state. Samadhi is a mental state. So these are mental states that you cultivate deliberately and you flood your cognitive molecules, those mental states. And every step that gives you a, a sense of peace, you will feel confident. Correct. Right. You'll be out. You'll be out. I like the Hogwarts. You'll be out. Right. Every step. If you don't feel peace, please don't for teacher. And any teaching, any teaching that has only two out of three, or worse, one out of three, not good enough. Buddha's method, you suka suka, pick what you want. Who you think you are? Someone asked me to say this. Comment how much time you must devote each. Full time, all three. Full time, all three parts. Your mindfulness not there, you cannot be kusalawan. You will revert to old habits. But you are not consoled enough, mindfulness can't stay. The samadhi can't stay. And I started off this talk saying that the Eightfold Path is in sequence, right? You have the wrong understanding, and it said, uh, he said, with the wrong understanding, everything else will go wrong. You didn't start from the Four Noble Truths, 
You didn't start from Anicca Dukkha, Ananda. You didn't start from conditionality, as I explained earlier, in that manner. What are you doing? What are you doing? In, in what? Because your karma is supposed to renounce, you think it's all about feeding someone else. It's not. See what I'm saying? The understanding motivates you. Number one. Number two, it's directional. It tells you what you must do. With the right understanding, you know what you must do. If you were to ask me, uh, what do I do now? Your understanding is incomplete. That's where your problem is. If you don't know what you're doing, it means your understanding of the Dharma is incomplete. I want to say wrong. Did I like that great heart? Huh? So I say incomplete. <coughs> you understand? So how do I make it complete? Four noble truths. That's it. You don't worry about all this many, 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 many steps. You're not going for arahan, right? Go for arahan and stay. If you're going for Arahan and you have entered the street, you don't need a teacher. Okay? Then you can do it on your own and I in my in my lingo I would say on time on target. Depending on your wisdom. So you must always remember it boils down to the four normal truths and the eight four parts. Now that I have explained the Eightfold Paths, do you then think Eightfold Path is so easy? It's not, right? You can know the concepts, but internalizing it and making it a part of your life is trickier. But you know what's the best part? Sitting right there, you can do it. Sitting wherever you are, you can do it. No need to go for special retreat. Okay? I think, I think this is it. Yes, it is. Sorry I took up so long, but I think this is important. Question and answers. <laughs> Run out of time. Question and Being. 
you're very much conditional here. But you know we have instinctive layer. Instinctively, you have a notion of essence. I say you're conditional being, right? That's another, your conditional being. Your conditioned being. Your, your being in this moment is conditioned. you have a sense of essence. So you say, oh, is it so? No, 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 no. You look at your own mind, right? Whatever that you are experiencing right now, it feels real. Whatever that you are experiencing right now, it feels real and it feels as part of continuity. It's because of memory and attachment that you develop the idea that this is real. It's memory and attachment that causes you to feel that this is real, this person is real. But if you look at this moment compared to just a moment earlier, compared to just a moment earlier, there are subtle shifts and changes, isn't it? Then what is real? My name. What is real is my name. The mind put together. What is that word that called? Um, 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 one touch. You know the montage, right? You know what's montage? Like many, 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 many pictures. Not the painting. It's like photographs these days. I mean, put a little, 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 little picture, you put them together, you form a bigger picture. This stand up front is a face. Very near. It's a series of pictures. You are like that. You are like that. You are a montage of experiences but you don't see those little bits you see the big picture and you say I am you know what I'm saying? and samadhi is to force the mind to go quiet so that eventually the mind will catch the arisings the montage, the little bits that make up your delusion of I. Okay? Enough? Question? No question. Uh. This is the part where you can ask questions. If you would prefer to start lunch, yeah. but I'm changing it, uh, we'll, we'll float along. As long as you find this useful, we'll float along. Uh, we do lunch and over lunch we can discuss further, okay?